0: The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash SportsMed to learn more.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting week of the PA High School Football Report podcast. I'm Nebby Asias with my co-host Brian Linder. and this week we also have another one of our colleagues, Dan Sostic. What's going
0: on, fellas? Not a lot Nebby man, another big week, man. That uh, you know, we 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 got you and Dan on here today because you guys had a big weekend. But before we even get into that, you know, we had a, some big football news. We always talk about, you know, we we I think we might be the only year-round high school football podcast, and in PA. Maybe the country. I don't know. But <laughs> but um, you know, it's because football really is year round and there was some big news this past week, Nebby. Uh, you know, locally, Marcus mm-hmm. Williams from Bishop McDevitt committed to Minnesota. Yes, He'll be sir. the second kid in two years we have going to Minnesota following Anthony Smith, Chippensburg. Mm-hmm. Um and Kyle Williams, who we had on here, Kyle Williams Jr. from Harrisburg committed to Temple. That was the first school to offer him. Versatile guys going as a running back and a wide receiver. Uh a couple of McDevitt guys, Rico Scott and Stone Saunders, the young guys, they were out visiting Texas A&M. And mm-hmm. Stone went out to Oklahoma here recently. So a lot going on in the mid-pen and statewide. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's been a big week, man.
1: Very big week for, for mid-pen conference football in particular. We also got a couple local guys picking up some more offers. I believe I read today you just put out Terrell Reynolds just picked up another offer from the University of Maine. So... Like you mentioned, football is year-round. We're here to cover it. We're here to talk about it. Dan is very knowledgeable too. We had some some fun this past weekend at the seven on seven at Susquehanna Township High School. Um, so if you guys want to get going there, let's 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 kick this conversation off. Well,
0: well you guys were there. So that's why I wanted <laughs> Dan on here, so I could I could kind of interview both of you guys. You know, um, you know, we had a lot of local teams out there, Susquehanna Town, um, Susquehanna Township was out there, Harrisburg, Cumberland Valley, mm-hmm. uh, Carlisle. Southern Columbia perennial state title winner was there. And I know there were some different guys you guys saw that right. really jumped out. So wanted to get you guys here and talked about it. Cumberland Valley was there, did really well. Let's start with those guys. First of all, Cumberland Valley was the runners up in this thing, right? Absolutely. And they haven't been a passing team really in a long time. Really you know, Josh Oswald come in and you know, he changed the offense, but even before then they were running like, you know, wing key, option stuff and you know older style, you know hitch in the mouth type football, um, and then you know Oswald comes in tries to change it over a little bit. Now here they are this summer, this seven on seven and and are the runners up to Harrisburg. What did you guys see from them?
2: Yeah, well, in turn in terms of CV, I mean, I've I kind of I kind of was talking with Nebby about it at the at the seven on seven camp. Is that um, Josh Oswald really liked where his team was at the end of last year? You know, new coaching staff coming. Kind of a tough start to the year, but they were playing some real tough football. Then the year they win their last game of the year to knock Central Dauphin out of the District Three playoffs in in like a monsoon. And i from a, last Saturday felt like they carried over a lot of that you know momentum because they've got a lot of guys coming back from that team, and they've got quarterback Isaac Signs back and running back J D Hunter. And I think I texted Brian during I texted Brian during the uh, camp that JD Hunter looked like Christian McCaffrey out there. <laughs> I mean, obviously that's in not in terms of he's not a division one football player, but the way that, the way he was able to catch the ball out of the backfield, um, you know, he him and Isaac signs really looked like they had a connection going there. And um even defensively, they were they were playing real fast. They were playing real passionate. They were letting people know when they made plays. They just looked like a team that really wanted to kind of almost make a statement at this that hey, we're trying to bring this program back to you know, where it's been kind of in years past. And uh, it looks like a team that's going to start the year off kind of kind of the reverse of last year, where they are kind of on an upward trajectory and using that to propel themselves.
1: Yeah, Brian, Daniel pretty much hit the the, the nail on the head right there. I mean, all day long, we talked about the connection between J.D. Hunter and Isaac Signs, Isaac, who of which just finished baseball season, didn't really have an and offseason with football. Just for some foreshadowing for those who are not aware of Isaac, he played both ends of the ball for CV last season, threw for 1,020 yards, um, had 10 touchdowns passing. He rushed for 409 yards and three touchdowns last season. He also had 14 tackles, but he's their kicker. He's their punter. But J.D. Hunter looked extremely versatile out there, not to mention he's an athlete that gets it done on both sides of the ball. He's a decent basketball player, too. I covered him some in some hoops. Last season, he had 534 yards rushing, three touchdowns, one on the receiving end. He caught four touchdown passes for 200 yards, 69 tackles, four for loss, a second interception. Um, Josh Oswald was extremely proud of his guys. They looked really good. They beat Harrisburg the first time around um, earlier in the day. But, you know, Harrisburg got things going in that final game. And we'll get to talking about the the young up-and-coming MVP of the tournament here in a sec. But Cumberland Valley has a lot to look forward to this upcoming season if they continue to go ahead. Dan. Yeah.
2: And one other guy I kind of want to shout out was uh, Caden Pines. Uh, he looked he made some explosive plays as a receiver for them. They're going to need some, you know, some wide receivers to step up as well beyond Hunter because Hunter's going to kind of be their bell cow. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I was really impressed by Pines as well. I thought he kind of flashed. Absolutely, and their linebacker
1: crew was very solid as well. Um, first game of the day I covered against them was against Milton Hershey. They had like four touchdowns between J.D. Hunter, Isaac Signs, and a couple other receivers before Milton Hershey even scored one in that seven on seven. So. Again, Cameron Valley just got things rolling, and I'm excited to see what they got coming into the fall.
0: They were the runners up in that tournament. Before we get to Harrisburg and go over them and having them win, let's run through a couple other teams that were there. um, Kind of build up to them. Carlisle was there, you know. They got Jeremiah Hargrove, Eli Hargrove, uh, Easy Thomas. uh, You know, some some good players for Carlisle, and I think maybe a sleeper. I think they had a solid season last year. You know, especially Mm -hmm. for Carlisle. Since I've been here, I've been here about six or seven years. Carl's had some bad seasons along along that stretch, but last year they were they were a playoff team, right? And then, you know, this year I think they got some some decent skill guys coming back. What do you guys see from Carlisle out there?
2: I mean, the Hargroves are they're explosive. They're real they're they're a nice pair of wide receivers they've got there. And then they've got Easy Thomas, like you mentioned, who I think is kind of one of the more underrated players in the mid pen. I think he, I I think Brian, you might have said he doesn't even have any offers on the table. I know he's yeah, I know I know he's had he talked to him in the winter and he had some interest but I don't think he has any offers on the table. That's shocking to me because he's a really good athlete and mm-hmm. and kind of shows up uh he's really versatile for them. He's played quarterback, running back, receiver, he plays all of safety. He's all over the field for them. But like like Brian said, they've got some returning talent. They've got Louis Shank back at quarterback. I think I think this year last year they kind of, you know, kept juggling between shank and easy at quarterback. I think this year it's probably just going to be Shank's team and they're just going to roll with that and I think that'll probably benefit a lot of those kids there. And um yeah, like like you said, might not be the the team everyone's looking at at the start of the mid-pen year, but I think they're going to give some teams they're going to at least play teams tough and you know, try to get back to the district playoffs and win a game like they did this year. Yeah, Dan, Carlisle has a solid young core returning, right? You talk about
1: EZ, Ezekiah Thomas, Uh he's just a dog, he's an athlete, he's a prototype, he has a nice build, very underrated, Um, but yeah, he's determined, right? And uh before we get into the Hargroves, we had Justin Cook on here the other week on our podcast, and he talked to us about how the Hargroves were probably his toughest matchup at DB in his career, because Eli and Jeremiah are just so competitive, extremely explosive, uh, Carlisle's head coach wasn't out there on Saturday when we covered the 707, but father of legendary Billy Owens from Carlisle was out there. His, his father, Bill Owens uh, Sr., was out there coaching Carlisle's football team. And he just talked about how the two brothers go at it day in, day out, sometimes to the point where they have to break them up at practice because they're just that competitive. But Jeremiah last season was extremely productive as a sophomore. Uh, he and Eli are both heading into their junior season. Had seven hundred fifteen all-purpose yards last year, eight touchdowns, six rushing, two receiving, and his brother wound up with five hundred fifty-six total purpose yards with six rushing touchdowns. I'm sorry, that was easy. Thomas. Um Eli had four hundred twenty-three uh, purpose yards, but Louis Shank passed for eleven as well, and Louis is is just been looking better and better. And yeah, I think I think the herd have something to look forward to this season, and they're an extremely competitive young group.
2: And I thought Eli might have even flashed more than Jeremiah did on uh, Saturday, which I mean, you know, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything, you know. It's mm-hmm. one it's one practice. Then, like you said, Jeremiah was the more productive guy last year, but just goes to show you that they might have two guys on their hands and those twins that can both be uh, difficult matchups. You
0: know, Hannah was the host, uh, Susquehanna Township. They didn't win a game last year. They had a rough season, no secrets. Um, but I mean, they they have you know a couple young guys. They had a young team last year. Lex Cyrus is the guy that sort of jumps out there. he uh, has got a couple of college offers, UMass and UConn. Uh, you know, did you guys get to get, get a good look at Lex or, and what did you guys see from Hannah?
2: Yeah. Well, I kind of, I, uh, coach Joe Heaton, he was kind of, you know, he was running around doing everything cause they were the host, uh, they were the host team. So he was, he wasn't able to be with his team probably as much as he'd like in that type of situation. But I got a chance to talk with him about the, to, to him and Lex, but I, I talked to him about Lex, and one thing we I kind of brought up was, you know, talking to Lex Cyrus, he's a very even keel kid for someone who's garnering the kind of attention he's gotten already as a freshman. And Joe Heaton said that's what he's kind of banking on is one of the reasons why he thinks this kid's going to be special is that he's not going to be someone that's going to be satisfied with, hey, I got an offer as a freshman. I'm just going to sit on my laurels. He's a track kid. He's com- ultra competitive. And then the, what they said about him, too, is that they think they can play him all over any spot pretty much as a wide receiver. He can play inside, he can play outside. Um, didn't get a ton of opportunities, at least from the Susscrania games I saw, to kind of show what he could do. Didn't get too many, you know, deep you – know, I mean, it's hard to show your speed off too much in these seven-on-sevens. It's more about, you know, kind of making guys miss and kind of quickness and inside stuff, and he did that. But I'm excited to see what – you can kind of see – even when they're warming up and you can see the type of athlete he is. Um, I'm excited to see what he can do during the mid-10 season.
1: Yeah, yeah. Lex Cyrus is just one of those kids who's driven, hardworking. Um, There were a few times where, you know, we're on the field covering different games and we turn around and everyone is jumping out of their seats because Lex just caught a a deep ball, a deep touchdown. I believe if I'm not mistaken, he went on a recent uh, visit to Syracuse University, so he may be garnering some interest from them but Lex Cyrus is someone who will probably put on a show for Susquehanna this season. I feel like their receiving game is going to be strong and they, they have something to look forward to offensively.
2: The big question for them. And, uh, coaching was kind of talking about it was there's still kind of, there's still sort of a QB battle going on there. They mm-hmm. still got two guys. They're trying to figure out, they're trying to figure out between, um, the two guys who they're going to, who they're going to start, uh, between TD Evans and Javon White. Who's was Javon. White was a QB last year? Um, so the basically, I, I imagine the big question is who's going to be able to get uh, Lex Cyrus the ball in a more efficient manner, and whoever can do that is going to is going to have the edge. But yeah, they're, they're a team that I think the expectation is even it it's just about improvement for them. They they, I mean it's 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 kind of sounds a little dismissive, but they want to win a game. They want to win a couple games and kind of build on from that. They're a really young team still, obviously with their best player being just a sophomore.
1: Definitely, I agree. This is definitely some great football talk, but we'll be back with more after a word from our sponsor.
0: The UPMC Sports Medicine Experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash med to learn more. Nevy, another team that was there, um, you know, they, they, they sort of in the same boat as Hushcahanna. They won a couple games, but you know, two years ago, Milton Hershey didn't get to play the season because of COVID. They 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 stepped out. They came back last year. Deion Bryant ran for a, a million yards, um, and, but they still they still took a couple on the chin, you know, more <laughs> than a couple <laughs> on the chin. It's rough when you take a year off and you come back and try to have mm-hmm. them you know, get jump right back into the thick things. I know uh, if you've watched Milton Hershey, anybody knows about them. Seven on seven is probably a little bit out of their wheelhouse of what they do on offense or typically do. They run the ball a lot, Milton Hershey, um, but they got a receiver, Angel Roberts, calls himself the real deal on Twitter. Um, I've been kind of watching, and I think mm-hmm. Dan, you you wrote a little bit about him. And what do we see from Milton Hershey there? You know, always always find it interesting when these sort of more run heavy teams come out and 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 kind of mix it up in these things.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the coaching staff knows it's uh, knows kind of the task at hand. It's about building towards something, right? It's not necessary. They're not coming into 2022 thinking, hey, we're gonna be district three champs or anything like that. They're about building a program and um I think they've got a couple of talented guys. I like I think you mentioned the guy that's stuck out in Angel Roberts. I think he's gonna be a, you know, a player that um can make some noise. Again, it's a lot of these widers with seven on seven, a lot of times it's, you know, can you get them the ball when there's when there's linemen on the field too? And uh, you can look good in seven on seven and then all of a sudden your quarterback has two seconds to throw the ball and they can't, you can't show the same way you show off in seven on seven. But I think he's going to be kind of an all purpose guy for them. And honestly, like they, I mean, they didn't, they didn't win a game in the tournament, but they, they had like various possessions where I thought Mm -hmm. they were competitive. And that's kind of the next step, right? You know, it's, it's going from having two plays where you look competitive against a team to having four in a row. And I think that's kind of, um kind of where they want to be. Jerron Smith looked pretty good at defensive back. Um uh times he even picked off Alex Erby once, um which is I mean for uh, I I mean as th- those are the type of plays that can help you build confidence picking off a a division 1 level quarterback prospect. Um maybe you, that you take that into the next level, but they'll be interesting to watch and like you, like you said with uh, Susquehanna Township, it's just about building. Absolutely.
1: You know, after speaking with the head coach Jeff Boger um out on Saturday you know, something he alluded to is the fact that Milton Hershey is not like your typical school, right? They got guys from all over the area. Um, as soon as they're finished with their marking period at the end of this academic year, they allow their students to go home for a little bit. So he's just now getting his guys back, hasn't really gotten a chance to get workouts going with them. So things were a bit rocky for them to start. Um, like I alluded to um before in the podcast. Uh they they had Cumberland Valley their first matchup and they 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 got things going on a little late there, but like Dan mentioned, they showed flashes of you know uh, a promising connection and once these guys get some chemistry going and they get some some workouts under under their belts I feel like they can really bring it together but you know still kind of a rebuilding year for them after losing a guy like Dion who rushed for over 2,000 yards last season in just the regular season so definitely excited to see what we'll see from them moving forward
0: um but just new guys you know Kenny Smith's gone Max Mosey's gone Central Dolphin was there they're they're perennially uh, kind of a six A sort of powerhouse contender type team especially in district three uh some new faces uh what did you guys see i mean everybody had some guys i mean david chase guys like that are guys who um who you know probably quietly david chase probably quietly had a pretty good year last year and then um devin shepherd who had a really good couple seasons for east pensborough this transfer back here what did you guys see from from central Dolphins?
2: yeah so i i was um i kind of went into you know. I I was watching one of their seven on seven games and I went up to coach Glenn McNamee and I, I wanted to kind of ask some questions about Devin Shepard. Um, the East Pennsboro transfer wanted to do a story on him and he, uh, coach McNamee kind of answered them all. And they're really excited about Devin Shepard who looked really good. Um, and is really excited to be back with central dolphin. But as I was done, he, he kind of said, are you going to ask me about David chase? And I said, well, uh, should I be asking you about David Chase? I mean, because I knew he's, uh, he was a contributor last year. He's like, he should be asking me about David Chase. So I think they are really excited about um what he's going to bring them this year. I talked with him. He's put on, I think he said he put on double digit pounds of muscle um this off season. He's worked really hard. He, he, said, he, he said his goal, he wants to be a central dolphin hall of famer is what he said. Uh, and uh, I think that's just kind of the mindset he has coming in this year. And both him and Shepard are going to be really versatile players that I think um, the Rams are going to get really creative with. now they use because they've got a new quarterback and Keyron Plummer, who they're going to try to want to make things you know easier for him. Because that's a program that no matter who's there, I think under that coaching staff, they have expectations that they want to be in the district three playoffs. So the, I, I think you can have a you can have a freshman quarterback, freshman running back, all freshman wide receivers, and they still would say we're looking at districts. So I'm I'm really looking forward to. Seeing how they build that team together with those weapons.
1: Here's the thing about a about a kid like David, right? He comes from a, a good family, um, and he's one of those kids who possesses a, a dog mentality at an early age. He has that mamba mentality. His his grandfather, David Chase the first, is one of those guys who's out of every single game, every single sporting event with his camera capturing footage. His dad and he and, and David uh, Junior. Work out at Crunch, the same gym I go to. And so I I see David in there regularly. You see how he put on that muscle. Absolutely. (laughs) He's in there working out with his dad, going extra reps all the time. Just someone who doesn't Mm -hmm. cut any corners, you know. And it it transcended onto the field on Saturday. He scored a a deep touchdown against Harrisburg in one of the games before the actual playoff tournament began. Um, He held things down offensively. He even got into it with Cumberland Valley a few times, you know, and their linebackers letting them know, like, I'm not backing down from you. I'm here to give you some good bump and to get some work. So you, a team with a guy like Davis is, is one that can go far. He brings a lot of senior leadership, and I'm excited to see what he does into this last season going
0: forward. Steel High was there. Um, you know, they're 1A title contenders, or at least they have designs to be. Um, and, and, I mean, looking at the skill guys, Alex Irby back, and then Andrew Irby Jr. up front, both college prospects, they both took um, visits to Pitt, Pitt you know, over last weekend. Um, you know how does Steel High
2: look? I you kind of mentioned all the big names that I think a lot of people who have been here before are expecting. You know the Irby Twins, Jayon Perry, those type of guys. The one guy that really stuck out to me, and he, I mean, he would sti- he would st- stick out to you if you were at the PIA State uh, Track and Field Championships, is Daquan Mc- dequan McCraw. He, I mean, th- this kid is an athlete at six foot two. Um, I believe he was. I believe he's all state in. um uh the, the 110 meter hurdles. He is just gonna I think he's gonna be a real impact player for them this year. Um, especially with Tyron Moore gone. There's an opening at that position. Um alongside Rell Caesar and Jayon Perry. But I I'm telling people to watch out for Daquan McCraw. I think he's gonna make an impact both the wide receiver, but he said where he wants he thinks he's gonna make the biggest impact is that safety and defensive back for them. And yeah, he. Think, I mean, just watching him, I think he had three interceptions in, against Milton Hershey. He's just a, like I said, a freak athlete and with great size. That I wouldn't be shocked if he starts seeing, you know, some college interest coming in soon, sooner rather than later. Because, um, so yeah, he was someone that I thought really flashed for them. I think
0: he's got one. I think he's got, um, uh, um, uh, I think maybe a P.S.A.C. school or someone like that. But uh, otherwise, yeah, he he doesn't have a lot yet.
2: Yeah, and you think someone with that, you know. With that track and field background that seems to have pretty good hands and pretty good football instincts, I think that there could be another level for him.
0: Clarion and Alvernia so far for Daquan McCraw. So maybe a guy on circling your, you. Know, you guys maybe haven't heard about him a lot, but that's definitely probably a guy. Too.
2: And, yeah, and, and, and maybe one of the reasons you hadn't heard from him is last year he moved back from North Carolina to Pennsylvania in the late fall and kind of was playing catch-up all year. This year he's got a full year under his belt. And so I think the coach, um, Andrew, he's really excited for what they're going to get from him this year.
0: And I guess finally, I mean, Harrisburg, they won the whole thing. They had the MVP of the tournament and a sort surprise MVP for some people. But, you know, for a lot of other people around here, maybe not. You know, we have a really good class coming through central Central Pennsylvania of really young guys. You know, Lex Cyrus is just a freshman. Jared Porter from over at CDE's has four offers. He's just a freshman. Messiah Mickens, who's going to uh Trinity. Trinity uh has already got an SEC offer. He hasn't played a varsity down. They got a quarterback, I think, that's going to end up at Trinity named Achilles Rogers, who I've I've been told we need to be looking out for. Um he's mm-hmm. a kid who I think is an eighth grade too, but uh another young guy who's in that group really shine. Uh, I'll let you guys talk about him some, but tell us about Harrisburg and what you guys saw there. And and uh, you know, that's the defending district three six A champs who won the whole tournament.
1: Yeah, Brian and Dan, Harrisburg actually looked really good on Saturday um, as a collective effort. First and foremost, we got to talk about the up-and-coming sensation Elias Cody Coke. He's someone whom many people were not aware of prior to Harrisburg, but when you left Susquehanna Township's field that day, you for sure put him on your radar on your list because he got it done on both ends of the ball. A young 15-year-old going into his freshman year of high school, like you mentioned, hasn't played a varsity down. Against Milton Hershey, he had three interceptions. He scored a, a couple touchdowns in, in different contests throughout the day. And he snagged the game-winning touchdown against Cumberland Valley to win the tournament, not to mention he took MVP of the whole thing. So someone who's definitely hungry ahead of his time. After I spoke with him at the end of the day, he said that he's just hungry. He wants to grind so that way he can start. And to have that mindset going in, I mean, I was watching an interview with Kobe Bryant earlier today. <laughs> and he mentioned that the reason why Steph Curry is so good and the reason why he admires him is – His calmness and his poise, right? Not uh, being able to seize the big moment. And that's something Elias did out on the football field Saturday. He was the youngest guy there. He wasn't afraid of any competition. He had his confidence. And he just snagged the ball down every time. He's like, feed me. I'm hungry. Um, So that's just one guy who did really well. Um, Another guy who looked really good was Makai Hopkins, who's extremely humble. He's a big kid, about like 6'2", 235, 240 pounds. But um, offensively, he's a machine for Harrisburg, as, as we saw last season. Kyle Williams looked great, just picked up an offer from Temple. He had his red arm sleeve on, his red gloves, go Owls. Um, but Sean Lee, man, he, he he looked like he could be a quarterback, a corner, a safety, a running back. Sean Lee did everything for Harrisburg. He had a few interceptions, too. Amir Jones, who has a, a UConn offer, really, really well. Um, snagged a few touchdowns. And, and yeah, they look, they look good as a
2: collective effort. Danny, anything you want to add to that? Well, I think what you kind of have to mention about Elias Cody Coke is he's 6 foot 3 as a freshman. I mean, yeah. like you don't you don't get these type of kids that are already kind of they already have that body. They he if you if you didn't tell someone that that kid was a freshman, I don't think you, I don't think people would have guessed cuz he looked like he totally belonged in there physically with all these other guys. And I think obviously to have that frame as a freshman and to be able to build on that, I think that uh, there's a real chance we're looking at, you know, one of the next stars to come out of Harrisburg. Um, but you mentioned another guy that I think really impressed. And that was Amir Jones. Uh-huh. I th- the, this kid is, I mean, he's got already he got the division one offer in, in his back pocket. He is going to be a really good, big player for this team, especially with, like you said, Sean Lee at quarterback, who's a sophomore. who's going to need these targets. Cause the one area, it's hard to nitpick a team that won the district title. And, kind of made the state but the one area harrisburg needs to improve on this coming year is to be able to kind of you know take advantage of opportunities in the red zone more Mm. and kind of take that next step offensively because they were one of the best defenses i'm one of the best defenses in the state bar none last year and i think it's going to be just as good this year but if they take an if they take a leap offensively this year like they are going to be in contention for a state title and um i think amir jones will be a big reason if they take that leap why they take that leap
1: certainly dan you know i was talking with coach cal everett and and defensive coach sean lee on the sidelines and i I looked at them and i was like you guys might have a very strong offensive game this season i'm talking about receiving wise because Harrisburg's very known for running ball right but looking at amir jones looking at elias cody coke um even guys like McCoy Hopkins, Terrell Reynolds got some receiver uh, action on Saturday as well. And he, he has strong hands. He was pulling the ball down. Uh, Coast and Kyle Williams is such a big part oh, of their passing game. C- too. Certainly. Kyle
0: was hauling things down. Um, Another guy that looked really good. I think it says a lot that you guys got four or five minutes into this talking about Harrisburg. I haven't even mentioned Kyle Williams because he's really probably Absolutely. their guy. And, you know, and then everybody else we're talking about is just. For icing on the cake, and 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 I think that says a lot about maybe what you guys saw from them. Certainly, you know,
1: I, I think that Kyle Williams is a given, right? I feel like at this point his name is known, and people just know what it is he can produce and do. But another guy that looked really well, I think, for the last three or four games, Zakai Lewis was at the starting quarterback. You know, Sean Lee was just out there at receiver and corner and safety, but Zakai looked really well. um His passes were extremely accurate. He was finding guys in the end zone. Yeah. Yeah, he was poised. He, he was he was grounded.
2: Yeah, I thought that was interesting because uh, when I talked with uh coach Cal Everett about who's gonna be the starter, he said it was gonna be Sean Lee. And um yeah. so I think it still will be Sean Lee, but I agree with you. I thought Zakai looked very good. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's just some flexibility that I mean, I clearly they've got some flexibility at quarterback, but I imagine it will probably be Lee, but you never know.
0: It's gonna be fun to see what they do there because like I don't think that you know, just watching them last year and, and talking with you guys too, you know, while you were out there. I, I think I don't think the guy had to play some last year and I don't think it was always good. <laughs> I think he took his 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 bumps. But I'll tell you what, I asked Cal about the kid a couple of weeks ago because I think Sean Lee's really good too, right? Mm-hmm. But I've seen Zakai, you know, on Twitter and Facebook and he is always working out somewhere, doing mm-hmm. something. So I know he's been working hard. You know, if he can bring along, you know, Sean Lee's probably a good enough athlete. Uh, you know, I expect he'll probably play quarterback some too, right? So I think it's going to be interesting. I think he might even do some some tricky stuff with those two guys, <laughs> you know, getting in the lineup and stuff. So I think that's maybe another wrinkle for Harrisburg. But I want to bring it back to Amir Jones for a second because he's a prospect i am kind of been enamored with in that he got a UConn offer, sort of been quiet since then. He's a really good player.
2: Mm. I think the interesting
0: thing about him and, and maybe what schools are trying to put together is this. Uh, you know he played up the corner a lot, I think, for Harrisburg last year, mm-hmm. and I think he played right. some out of camp too, right? He's, mm-hmm. He lists his height weight as six two one ninety. So I mean, if you see a kid six two one ninety, you're thinking, I mean, easily, you know, in a college weight program, he's six two two twenty. You know, is he a safety? Is he a linebacker? Uh, you know, what do, what do you guys think this kid maybe eventually fills out and fills in at?
2: I mean, the body, the body looks like a safety, right? Like it's, it's long. It's, it's, it, he's got long arms. He's got that 6'3", 6'4". Six six yeah, yeah. He looks, yeah. he looks tall. When you said 6'2", there, I was like, yeah, he, he grew. Yeah. <laughs> he, he looks big. So I want, maybe they'll yeah. even change it this year, especially with, you know,
0: um,
2: they've got some younger corners on their roster mm-hmm. too. So maybe they shift things around a little. Like I said, they have, I think that, um, I mean, Harrisburg's always good. It's Harrisburg football, but. This could be a pretty special group they've got going on here right now.
1: Yeah, Brian, you mentioned, you know, Amir has six two six three. I like, like you said, uh, Dan, I really see him putting on a lot of work at the, the safety cornerback position. Um, he's definitely going to be a good receiver because, you know, like we saw on Saturday, he's catching everything, not dropping a single pass. But he just has that prototype. He has that build. He has the length. And th- that's something that they need for this upcoming season. So...
0: He's got, you know, he's got an outside linebacker listed on Twitter, a wide <laughs> receiver, and I, just, I think he's a he thinks he's an interesting kid to watch, watch his development, see how he grows, and see where college teams in, you know are putting him on their boards and stuff. Like I, said, I think that maybe the reason he doesn't have more offers right now is they're sort of trying to figure that out. Like I always like guys like that because I like the guys who are sort of long and athletic, but it can be hard to if you're a college guy sometimes to project those guys exactly where they fit. And I think those guys. For the most part, sometimes have good sort of understandings of what they can do with a kid and their body type. But I think Amir is a guy who right now maybe is uh, under-recruited. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah,
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Guys, we talked a whole bunch of football here that you guys saw over the weekend. We'll have a whole bunch more to talk. There's a bunch of stuff coming up. You know, statewide, Tamir Robinson just announced that he's going to commit on July the 15th. You know, that's coming fresh (laughs) off a visit to Penn State over the weekend. Samir Robinson is our number one ranked uh, 2023 prospect in Pennsylvania for Ken Live. Um, So there's a lot of stuff going on. Riley Robel right now, just look at Twitter. He's out at Harvard taking visits. We're busy, guys. This is already the ball is rolling downhill. Before you know it, we'll be talking about you know the first week of football, which will be exciting too. Imhotep and McDevitt and some of those other schools. So still high Bishop Canavan or however you say it. I'm from down south. We don't have all those bishop schools from now and there, so.
1: And then to make sure you subscribe to the
0: com for all of our exclusive content. Hey, Dan, Nebby, drop your Twitters real quick.
2: Um, I'm at Dan underscore Sostek, S-O-S-T-E-K. Uh, yeah, follow me. And I'm underscore Nebby underscore N-E-B-I-Y. Check
0: us out, folks. Follow those guys. They need to try to catch up with me. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash SportsMed to learn more.